0: Memorial Day weekend, besides being a time when perhaps we are with family or friends or maybe at a picnic or some barbecue or in a special gathering of some kind that is connected with whatever we do on this particular time, we're also called to remember from a national standpoint those who have given their lives in military service to secure our freedom in the various conflicts that have happened in our country's history. There there are many, actually, memorials that are spread around the country to commemorate that and to call that to our memory. There are the memories that we have in this this particular community, or at least the the Veterans Memorial at uh, 84th in Memphis has my father's name on that particular uh, brick and maybe some person that you know. But there are other memorials that are connected with other events that we commemorate or that are a part of our, our history. Uh, perhaps it's the May 11th tornado uh, that in 1970 when 26 people in, of Lubbock lost their lives. Or maybe it's the Willie McCool uh, remembrance of, of his exploits. Uh, or maybe it's Timothy Cole. Uh, the statue at 19th and university or maybe it's even buddy holly but these things call to memory certain things whether it's about memorial day specifically or just memory in general and we know that that memories are very important to this city and uh, to us as individuals memory in general is an important part of our lives It, it seems that memories i think they're a gift of god and and memories are important to us because they tie us to certain things from the past. They, they cause us to think, I, I think, of who we are, maybe where we've been, what we've done, and even give us some perspective maybe of, well, what about the future? Memories ground us in things. But there are other memories, there are other memory devices that we have that that are important to us in these ways as well. Birthdays, like today is my wife's birthday. I'm not telling you how old she is. And anniversaries. Reunions, class reunions, or maybe family reunions. Memorials or funeral services to remember the deceased. Photo albums that we have around the house, or maybe what you have on your phone that you could pull up and look at photos. Photos. Maybe mementos. We certainly have mementos around our house that when I see them, I remember, oh, well, that's when we lived there, or that's when that happened, or that's about our children. Memories. And these these memories are, I suppose we could say they define us, but maybe a little less than that. At least they tether us to the foundations of our lives. Personal memories, I'm going to compare them to tent pegs this morning. The tent pegs of our life tent that hold us secure. They secure our house, as it were. They secure our lives. They secure what's important to us. And and that's particularly important when troubles hit. When the winds of difficulty blow through and attempt to blow our tent away, as it were, to use that metaphor, memories have a way of helping us stay secure. So, memories are not simply an exercise in remembering, but also to cause us to reflect and to renew. And we know that losing our memory is not a good thought. When we perhaps think about people in our family who have had dementia or Alzheimer's and the, and the difficulty of helping them or helping them understand, if, if they can, and and what it's lost for us. Some of you may be familiar with the very popular TV show, This Is Us. The triplets are dealing, in the last season, are dealing with their mother having lost her memory. And it, it frustrates them and hurts them because so much of who they think they are and their life is tied to memories to her and also to their father who died many years before. And when she doesn't remember those things, it's difficult for them. When she remembers that she doesn't remember, it's difficult for her as well because so much of of her life is tied up to memories of things she's had with her children. I guess that's why I keep taking Prevagen. It promises something. I don't know if it delivers or not, but I still keep taking it. And, and, I, and I, again, rightly so, because as I said, memory is a gift from God, I believe. And remembering is an important part of our spiritual exercise every Sunday morning. Not just on particular holidays. You know, so much of Old Testament Israelite prophetic teaching is calling the Israelites to remember. The New Testament does the same. And our worship service this morning will be centered on calling on our memory. And calling us to remember important things. And in so doing, securing the tent pegs of our faith and our life in Christ. The words remember, remind, memory, memorial. Those words are used hundreds of times. In the scripture, both Old Testament and the New. Over and over in the Old Testament, the the Israelites are encouraged. You, well, they're charged. You had better not forget. At least three things were so important to them remembering about who they are and who God is. First of all, they need to remember their salvation from slavery in Egypt. When the Lord, through powerful plagues extricated his people. They weren't his people until he made them his people. And they can't forget that. Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 9 is Moses reminding them later on of this very thing and all the things that have happened in the 40 years through the desert and getting ready to go into the land. It's all about back there starting in Egypt. Only be careful and watch yourselves closely so that you do not forget the things that your eyes have seen or let them slip from your heart as long as you live. Later on in recalling in a historical psalm, the psalmist says, Then they would put their trust in God and would not forget his deeds, but would keep his commands. Where would this nation be if they hadn't, had been, if they hadn't been delivered from slavery in Egypt? Well, they wouldn't exist. They wouldn't have been the nation. This was their independence. This is their 1776 independence, likened to ours. It was the beginning of them as a nation, as an independent nation, more than that, of course. And they need to remember this deliverance because it creates in them, supposed to, a thankful heart. Otherwise, they would still be languishing in oppressive slavery in Egypt. It reminds them that they are a nation of high purpose. Not just another nation. You are the nation that I have chosen, according to the Abrahamic promise, to be the nation through whom the Messiah will come. Do you understand your high standing as a purpose for existence? It reminds them that they are a bought with blood nation. And that they are not their own anymore. He didn't free them to be completely free of Him. He freed them so that they would be His people and His children. And they are now the Lord's possession exclusively. Sort of important for them never to forget their starting point as a nation and as a people in the land of Egypt. But secondly, not only are they to remember their salvation from slavery, they must remember the covenant... You remember the history. The Lord took them out of Egypt and took them straight to Mount Sinai to give them on that mountain the terms of the agreement that they will agree to and that He will agree to. The terms of the covenant, the law of Moses. This covenant, Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 31, For the Lord your God is a merciful God, and He will not abandon or destroy you or forget the covenant with your forefathers which he confirmed to them by oath. Isaiah 65, 11 tells the history of what happened, though, on their side. But as for you, who forsake the Lord and forget my holy mountain, have you forgotten Mount Sinai? Have you forgotten the agreement? Have you forgotten the covenant? And why is that so important? Because it is at the heart of the relationship that they have with this God. This nation is Jehovah's God, Jehovah's nation, and it makes them what they are, this covenant relationship. It defines them. It keeps them moving in the right direction as that purposeful nation of the Messiah. It keeps them moving in the right direction to say, this is right and this is wrong. That is no God. There is only one God. It keeps them moving in the right direction of all the things that God gave them that he, did, that he didn't give to all these other nations. He gave them all these insights into this is how life is really lived. There will be things discovered centuries later that you will know because I have revealed them to you. It will protect you in some ways that other nations won't have. You will remember, you must remember, that, that blessings come from you remembering and consequences come from you forgetting built into this covenant is the covenant of blessing and cursing Deuteronomy 28 through 30 if you will remember if you will obey I will give you prosperity I will give you protection from the enemies that you are so susceptible to where you live I will give you the rain that comes at just the right time of the year I will keep those pests away from your crops. You will not need insecticides. I will give you what you need if you keep the covenant, if you're a blessing, if you remember, you will be blessed. But if you forget the covenant of cursing, I will try to draw you back because I won't protect you. Your national security will be at stake. You won't be protected. Your crops will not grow and thus the tent pegs of your national identity will no longer be secure unless you remember the covenant but third not just remember slavery and getting out of it just remember the covenant but i want you to remember the lord that sounds repetitive but i don't think it is deuteronomy 6:12 be careful that you do not forget the lord who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery? He tells them early in Exodus, my name to you is going to be Yahweh. I'm not going to be that name to any other nation. There is this special exclusive relationship, close relationship between us. And you must remember it. I love to teach the minor prophets for a lot of reasons. But Hosea... Put yourself in as you listen to God himself, it would seem. And listen to what he says through the prophet. I cared for you in the desert, in the land of burning heat. When I fed them, they were satisfied. When they were satisfied, they became proud and they forgot me. I'm also seeing the tears run down the Lord's face. I will punish her for the day she burned incense to the bales. She decked herself with rings and jewelry and went after other lovers. But me, she forgot. He's heartbroken. They're not. The Lord took their memory loss personally. They didn't. How could they forget? How how could they? They were so special. The Lord had done so much for them. How, How could they? Forget Him, not just the covenant, not just their salvation, but Him. Forgetting results in falling in love with other husband gods of the other nations. And they will end up in slavery again. This is so personal to God that He likens the forgetfulness to being unfaithful in a marriage relationship. The unfaithfulness that God feels is so, so painful. And because they forgot, their tent pegs came loose. And they ended up in Assyrian and Babylonian slavery again. Because they forgot. Because these people are so prone to forget, the Lord occasionally has them set up special memories mementos we'll call them first you see the term Ebenezer in Joshua chapter 4 you'll remember that when they came into the land they were to take stones and put them by the river or in the river I've forgotten exactly which and and every time they come by the river at that point they're to tell their children this is what this is about oh and this is to remind me too That we were given the land that flows with milk and honey. And there were nations too strong for us. And the Lord moved them out and gave us this land. You must remember the price paid. What God did to give you this land. But then the Ebenezer reference is from 1 Samuel chapter 7 and verse 12. When the Philistines are routed. Samuel is the leader of the Israelites at the time. And he says this. This is an Ebenezer. We'll set up a stone. It's a stone of help. Thus far, the Lord has helped us. The Lord has given us Ebenezers of remembering too. They are standing visual reminders. Actually of the three same things in a way that the Israelites were to remember. We must remember our salvation, we must remember our covenant, and we must remember our God. These Ebenezers remind us of those three tent pegs of our spiritual life tent. Our Ebenezers of our worship assembly every Sunday when we come together, Ebenezers to remind us of the tent pegs. The Lord's Supper, what a great remembering method that the Lord has given us. Do this, Jesus said, in remembrance of me. Just like the Israelites weren't to forget their salvation from Egyptian slavery, so we aren't to forget our salvation from the slavery of sin, self, and separation from God. It was secured at Calvary at such a significant price, a great price, To our Father and to our Son. And we must not forget that. Lest we go back to an old way of life. That didn't take into account what God had paid for us. Even Paul. Late in his life didn't forget his past life. I think part of our do this in remembrance of me. Is to remember what we used to be. What we used to say. What we used to look like what we used to disregard in regard to God. And as I said, Paul, even later in life, didn't forget that. Later in life, in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 13, he said, I was a persecutor, I was a blasphemer, a persecutor, and a violent man. And then he goes on to talk about the mercy of God that God had shown him. And of course, we too can't forget not only what we've been, but also what paid the price to allow us to be what we are. The New Testament Passover lamb that was slain and the blood that flowed for our salvation and our salvation from all the things that damn us and keep us from God and keep us from being what he intended for us to be anyway in this life. Those events at Calvary and the theological significance of those, we should recall every time we eat that bread and drink that cup. And maybe because, and when we do that, it conjures up memories and joyful feelings of that blessed day when we went down into the waters of baptism and met the living Lord because he's raised. And because we were raised to walk a new life, completely different from that slavery of our past life. That kind of remembrance brings gratitude that forever and happily, happily enslaves us and our hearts to Jesus. It conjures up gratitude that we can view ourselves positively after all of our ugly sin. Apparently, some of the Corinthian Christians had forgotten had forgotten to do this well. And Paul says some of them gone to sleep and died. I assume spiritually, because they forgot. It's that important a memory, isn't it? If we ever forget this special event in history, this time in history, if that memory fades in significance, a tent peg of our life comes loose, and we are vulnerable. And so the Lord tries to get us every week to remember Satan tries to deluge us with all kinds of thoughts and temptations and pursuits that are worthless all week long. And that's why we have to come back again and remember once again, this is one of our Ebenezer's every Sunday. Thus far, the Lord has helped us. And it motivates us, should, to continue our lives of self-sacrifice because of his sacrifice. It motivates us to proclaim the Lord's death till he comes because we know that he lives. And it must remain strong in our memory bank because Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. Well, it's not just the Lord's Supper then, is it? That we use that we come together that focuses us on important memories I mean a lot of our worship assembly together is about memories in a way our songs certainly can be looked at through that lens things that need to be remembered when I sing amazing grace it reminds me of the priceless grace that it took to save me When I sing, How Great Thou Art, it brings sights of the great creation and Calvary and our hope of eternal life in those verses. When I sing, My hope is built on nothing less, it reminds me that everything else in this life is fleeting and temporary, and it doesn't supply meaning to life, and it doesn't give me salvation or joy, does it? When I sing blessed assurance, it reminds me that all the things that I do or have done that the Lord will not hold against me. I don't have to worry that he's going to disown me at every turn. That I'm not going to be his child anymore. When I sing on Zion's glorious summit stood, I'm reminded of where I'm going to be someday. Soon, I would assume. And I'll sing there the glories of God. Songs have a way of bringing to our emotions the feelings that go with the truths of Scripture. I mean, that's what songs are. They reverberate the themes of Scripture. It's not brand new revelation. It's putting in poetic and song form and and in an emotional way memories of truth. It brings maybe better than some of the other things that we do in assembly a closeness to God, especially when we sing songs like, Jesus, let us come to know you, or I love you, Lord. You're probably like me. You can't get through some songs, maybe that have special memories, without a tear. And that's good. Because that motivates us. That drives us. We remember. Thus far the Lord has brought us. And our tent pegs are secure. But then the Ebenezer of preaching is true as well. It is a remembering. That's what I'm doing this morning, isn't it? I'm remembering to remind you to remember. And that's good for us. As the song said, we tend to forget as human beings. The preaching reminds us of the covenant that we have with God. It We're supposed to bring, and we try to. We try to bring to the forefront truth. Timothy is told by Paul, Keep reminding them of these things, those brethren in, in Ephesus. Peter tells his audience, I will always remind you of these things, even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth you now have. I will stir you by way of remembrance, he said. Paul told Timothy, to do this in Ephesus, you need to give heed to the public reading of Scripture, to preaching and to teaching. It's our job as preachers and teachers to remind the brethren, don't forget, let's go back to Scripture always to find our truth, to find our answers, to find our perspective. Don't forget, let's go back to the Lord Himself and keep that relationship pure and special and vibrant. Don't forget. Yes, sometimes we have to call yours and our memory, to things that we've forgotten. But most of the time, it's calling to memory things that we know, isn't it? And no, when we have to call our memory as a congregation to things that we've forgotten, that's not usually comfortable for us. But as I said, most of the time for this congregation, it's things that you know. But we need to be reminded because we forget. Because Satan tries to throw all those messages at us all week to say, remember this, keep this in the forefront, forget about all those other things that you might think are important. Preaching is to focus on truth. Truth. Do I need to call your attention to the crisis in our world, in our culture, about truth? When so many are saying, well, it's you know, it's relative anyway, there is no absolute truth, my truth, your truth, okay. And there's so much almost vehemence and sometimes even violence to say my truth is more important than your truth. And truth is lost, the absolute truth, if we're not careful. That's what happened to Israel in the Old Testament when they didn't pay attention to the preacher prophets. They forgot. And so in our sermons each week, we remind you of the whole counsel of God that guides our lives. We know there are plenty of distractions, as I said. But preaching is that weekly Ebenezer of the tent pegs of our existence. It's the thing that's going to keep our tents from flying off into oblivion, like some that you know in your life that have flown the coop because they didn't hold on to truth. Prayer is another one of our worship Ebenezer's. It is our direct line to God, isn't it? It's our congregational remembrance specifically of God Himself. Because we usually close our eyes, we try to tune out everything else And it's he and I. It's us going into the throne room of grace, as it were, through the eye of faith. And sitting in his lap, as it were. And having our little talk with our Father. Prayer is reminding me that he is special. He's a person. He's real. He's alive. He loves me. He listens. He waits. He's real. It reminds me, when I close my eyes and think of Him, that my life is built not on myself, but it's built upon Him. It reminds me that I said, once upon a time when I was baptized, I'm all yours, and I want to say it again in prayer. It's time in our assembly to let Monty take us to the throne of grace again and be very, very personal with our God. Another worship, Ebenezer, and the tent
1: pegs of our life are secured again. Monty. Father, we, your children come to you in prayer today? You are great and living and loving God have invited us in. And we come today because our minds and our hearts are full of trust and thanksgiving. Father, in days that are too often marred by tragedy and atrocity, where evil takes over the hearts of men and women to harm and kill the innocent, The unsuspecting, and even the peacemakers. In these days, we must remember you. We do remember you. We remember that you have condemned evil and have given us the pathways of goodness and righteousness and love towards all. Father, we know that these days have not escaped your gaze of righteousness and truth. Father, we remember your promises to judge the wicked and to bring down those that pursue the ways of hate and violence and death. And we trust, we trust the working out of your judgment with patience and faithfulness. Lord God, we know you are ever living, listening, And loving. That you hear our prayers for peace. And care for those whose hearts are crushed. Whose spirits weep this day. Great Jehovah grace them. With your strength and abundance. Encouragement in the presence. Of your power. And love as they walk through the valley. Of the shadow of death. And through their own times of great sorrow. But Father we also remember and trust. That even in the midst of dark moments. You still surround us with your great blessings. We give you thanks for freedoms we enjoy today. You have not allowed the bravery and sacrifice of men and women. Past nor present to be in vain. We give you thanks for prosperity that is not merited by the sweat of our brow, but because of your generous hand of grace. We give thanks, Father, for unrestrained worship and fellowship, where, like today, we come unrestricted to express our faith loudly, to share our love openly with each other without needing to hide it. And most of all, we give thanks for the hope of Christ that lies on the horizon for all of your children. We remember that your son's death and resurrection is the assurance of our own resurrection and eternal life. We remember this world is not our home as our hearts are ever climbing to our heavenly forever. Where love and peace and joy have brought an end to all hate and war and sorrow. Father, today we remember you. We remember our Christ. And we remember the Holy Spirit who lives and moves and strengthens us within each day. In the name of our Jesus, amen.
0: On a weekend in our country where we are called upon to remember certain things, we are here on Sundays, every Sunday, to remember certain things as well. And I suppose one takeaway that I want those of us who are Christians and have been to many assemblies perhaps through our lives is to not lose our memory about important things. And, yea, even to tweak our preparation for when we come together. Prepared to come together after all the voices of the world and the weak have said all other kinds of things that are either not right or maybe not that important. That we prepare to come to an assembly where we remember. Memories usually cause pause and reflection. And I hope that's what it's done this morning for you. If it's caused you to sense that the tent pegs of your life are not secure, then please let us assist you, pray for you, or help you take that first step to becoming a Christian while we stand and sing.